Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Chapter 23, The Angel. As I drifted... I dreamed. Where I floated under the dark water, I heard the happiest sound my mind could conjure up. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Arkey. And I'm Marin Abercrombie. And this is a special episode of Hot and Bothered Twilight in Quarantine. So before we jump in today, we are joined by a very special guest. Marin, can you tell us a little bit about your amazing Twilight podcast and how we are following in your footsteps? Oh my gosh, what a compliment. I can't believe that. Yes. Um, first of all, I'm a huge fan of you guys. So thank you for letting me be here. Uh, my name is Marin and I do a podcast with the incomparable Emily Mensing. It's called Remember Twilight. We've been doing it for about a year. We go chapter by chapter, week by week. We cover the chapters. We talk about all the beautiful things that Edward and Bella go through. And we laugh a lot. I feel like Twilight inspires that. It inspires both awe at the profound love between these two and laughter. I often can't read the opening sentences without laughing. <laughs> And we really appreciate you coming with this chapter because literally nothing happens. Except she dies. So like something happens. <laughs> sure. One thing happens. <laughs> Julia, do you want to demonstrate for Marin how we do the 30 second recap? I can certainly try. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. She thinks she's underwater because she's in heaven and she starts to come to and she's like bleeding from her head and her leg is snapped in half and her arm is on fire. It's super on fire. She realizes she's not in heaven. She hears Edward comes in and they start to snarl and then Carlisle turns into doctor mode and then Edward sucks the blood out of Bella's arm so she doesn't become a vampire and then she falls back asleep and she's not dead. Whew. <laughs> Scant 30 seconds. That was incredible. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Julia is a rock star at the 30 second recap. Not sure that's true. 
Um, Marin, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? I'll go next. It won't be as good as Julia's, but I'm, I think I'm ready. We all just walk around as Julia's shadows. So <laughs> welcome to the club. Thank you. On your mark, get set, go. All right. So Bella is having a super duper Bella dream where she's floating. She's underwater. She's being suffocated. All of a sudden, she hears some growling. She kind of comes to when she feels some pain in her head and something's pulling at her scalp. She then realizes that her angel is there and it's Edward and Carlisle is doing something. And then suddenly she can feel the pain and it's burning and her hand is on fire and nobody will put out the fire. Those 30 seconds go by fast, right? They did. I didn't finish, but it's okay. (laughs) I got to the point where her hand was on fire and she was freaking out. Okay, I'll pick up there. Julia, can you count me in? Three, two, one, go. So her hand is on fire and Carlisle is like, there's a lot of blood. Oh, no. Can you suck the venom out of her hand, Edward? And Edward is like, I can do it. And Bella is like, am I in heaven? There's too much pain for it to be heaven. And then Carlisle is like, is your hand still burning? And she's like, no, the burning is over. And then Edward is like, um, Edward is like, I'll carry you. You can keep on sleeping. And Bella is like, good, because I'm so tired. And then she gets to sleep. This is a beautiful ending. Oh, (laughs) it really is. I know. It ends in a nap. The perfect ending. (laughs) Before we jump into advice, is there any breaking news from Forks, Julia? I only have news from Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm, I'll take it. The murderous vampire who tried to kill a Bella, also bit her. Everyone seemed shocked by this realization in the chapter. Carla was like, what? He bit her? I'm not sure what they thought was going to happen when he tried to murder her. They were going to, like, drain her blood and drink it from a goblet. But he did bite her. <laughs> yeah, when I first read that, I wrote in really big letters, how very dare he? How could he possibly bite her? <laughs> it was very funny to me. Maybe that's why I was confused by what was happening. I had a really hard time following why they were all like, oh, no, something's burning. (laughs) It felt like if I went in for a haircut and the barber was like, you want me to cut the hair? (laughs) And I'm like, "Am, am I not at the barber? Did I accidentally go to the hardware store and ask for a haircut? Like, I didn't understand what they didn't understand. So thank you for your news update. Yeah. That's really clarifying. Happy to help. Okay. Should we do what we loved about the chapter? Please. Okay. So at one point, Edward howls and howling is so fun. I love to howl. (laughs) I think that we should all just howl all the time. It's a really joyful activity. So there's that. Then I love a nickname and Bella keeps calling Edward the angel. I don't even know if it's a nickname. It's like an epithet because it's the angel. It's like, hey, the angel. (laughs) I would like if you all started calling me the Vanessa. Not going to lie. I would come up with a better nickname. What would you call me? The old woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's not nice. It's not nice at all. Marin, what did you love in this chapter? So my favorite thing, my thing that gave me genuine joy in this chapter is that 
Edward was strong enough to not kill Bella. That sounds like such a weird thing to be super joyful about because it seems like maybe your boyfriend shouldn't want to kill you no matter what. But he's wanted to kill her since the moment he saw her. He was going to kill every person in their classroom and then kill her or he was going to kill her and then everybody in the classroom. It was a big plan for him to kill everybody. And the fact that here he is, he's got her hand in his mouth, he's sucking the blood. And then as soon as he knows that there's no more venom, which he had to suck out that venom from James, it's disgusting. Here he's got like James's venom in his mouth and he's spitting it out. But then all of a sudden he is like, blood is clean, I can taste morphine, done. Which for a vampire, that must have been very, very hard. Nobody had to stop him. It is a standard to which I hope one day we hold all men, (laughs) that they not murder women. Amazing. But we're not there yet. Julia, what did you love in the chapter? I also had a moment of Edward's growth where he finally carries her at a time where it's appropriate to carry someone. (laughs) I was like, when you are absolutely drugged out on morphine with a broken leg, a cracked skull, broken ribs, that is when someone needs a lift. I was thrilled. <laughs> My question is, does he put her in the backpack or because she has a broken leg? Is he like, no, I'm going to carry her flat? I'm sure Carlisle and Alice get in on the carrying, too. Like, it's a group lift. Got it. So that she doesn't get hurt. So you don't think they're using the toddler backpack? Maybe not this time. They're saving that for like a fun activity, not like an emergency medical evacuation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, with a broken leg, it's hard to backpack, you know? I mean, getting there and you've got to gingerly carry the leg. So it's like a baby carry. Oh, God. It's a baby carry. She is his little baby. They practiced that in the rocking chair. It's good that they practiced. Oh, good point. That's right. So creepy. Okay, let's give some advice. Marin, what advice would you like to give to a character in this chapter? This is advice for the Cullen family. I want to give them some very strong advice that they never let Bella make a plan. So the reason that she ended up in Arizona in the ballet studio with a bitten hand is because they were like, well... She made this plan, and I guess this 17-year-old kid knows what she's doing. Instead of using all of their collective vampire brains to make a better plan, which would have been to just work as a team. Also, I think that because Bella just likes to make a plan and do it anyway, whether or not it's a good plan or whether or not anybody says, no, please don't make that plan, my advice is for the Cullens to keep a better eye on Bella and not let her make plans. I just think that they keep the wrong kind of eye on her. They're like, (laughs) are you eating? We'll carry you upstairs. You can't take off your own pants. And then they don't (laughs) notice that she's missing and don't like straight up go to the place where Alice had her vision like immediately. (laughs) Right. No, they, they decide to go to the airport and let Bella go to the bathroom by herself. And to your point that they already know that they should go to the ballet studio. It's very confusing. Like they know where she's going. They know where they're all going to go to have their little cinematic movie experience. It's not a surprise to anyone. Yeah. They had the claymation that Alice made. (laughs) Didn't they watch? It took too long. She's halfway through production. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 
Oh, yeah. Alice, we told you to pick something quicker like drawing. You were the one who had to stay true to your art. Way to go, Alice. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Julia, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I have advice for James's girlfriend, Victoria. I need the footage of the fight. Because I waited this long for a fight scene, and then instead I get Bella in fake heaven. (laughs) I know she's going to go find the ballet studio, track everyone down. I want the footage from the GoPro so that I can see the fight. Because right now we don't know if it ended up being a dance-off. Like, we hear there's growling. We hear there's a bit of pitter-patter. Like, it could have been what we dreamed of, and we just don't know yet. That's really not advice. That's a request. Is advice now just giving orders? I think advice can be whatever you want it to be. So my advice to Victoria is send me the footage and also a million dollars wouldn't hurt. Okay. So Julia, I have some advice for you. You should buy me a present. I just think that it would be really good for you. Yeah, I'll definitely get you a present. You just have to write a request, a formal request to me. Vanessa, what's your first piece of advice? My advice is for Bella. I think she needs to like have some humility and reflection in her life because she immediately starts thinking that she's in heaven and it literally never occurs to her that maybe she's in hell. And I would just (laughs) like to say to her, like, not all white ladies go to heaven, like all dogs go to heaven, but like not all white ladies do. And I don't know why else she would think she like had a free pass to heaven. I've never seen her do anything that great. So... Maybe you're in heaven, just like maybe you're not, and be open to that possibility. (laughs) Be open to the possibility that she's eternally damned. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you wore a floor-length khaki skirt. (laughs) I don't think that that just, like, gets you right in. Okay, I love that advice for Bella so much, and it rings very true. However, anywhere that Edward is is heaven for her, right? So if Edward's there, she knows he's there. She's got her angel. She's like, well, whatever. It's heaven. (laughs) But that doesn't track. He is immortal. He's on earth forever. (laughs) He's not in heaven. Okay. She just assumes. Yes. My advice to Bella is to not make assumptions. We all know what it does. Bella. (laughs) Maren, what about you? What's your second piece of advice? So Carlisle seems to always carry his doctor's bag with him. 
this tracks throughout the series. He's always got it with him. So I think that like my other piece of advice is also to the Collins and it would be to just everybody, anytime they're with Bella, always, no matter what, just have a little doctor's bag with you all the time. I love that advice. We sent Bella a backpack a really long time ago with a lot of like (laughs) anti-nausea medication and stuff and she never seems to be carrying it. So I feel like Bella is like a baby. You don't have the toddler carry her own diaper right, bag. No. <laughs> like it's on the adults around them. The grown-ups need the bag. Yeah. I think they all have a medical degree somehow. So, Well, that's exactly my second piece of advice because it doesn't seem like Edward knows anything about basic first aid. Bella is bleeding out and dying from her vampire wound on the floor. And Carlisle says that Edward has to be the one to change Bella because Carlisle has to stop the bleeding. But right. if Edward knew anything about first aid, he could use his doctor kit and just do a quick tourniquet on the leg. And Carlisle, the professional vampire doctor, could be the one to extract the venom. So my advice to Edward is just take a CPR course, take a wilderness first aid course, Honestly, he has so much free time, he could even go to med school. I'm sure he'd get in with his great grades from Acing Forks High School. So my advice to Edward is just learn any basic medical practices so that when Bella inevitably gets in a situation where she's about to die, you can help out in a less stressful way. Do you think that Carlisle did this, though, because he was, like, supervising and he was like, now Edward is going to be able to prove to himself that he can do it? Like, it's watch one, do one, teach one. Like, he's trying to teach Edward in a supervised setting how to do it. This is such a stressful situation to do your first try one. It's like, get this right or the love of your life slash girlfriend dies. Suck her blood just the right amount or else you're going to murder your girlfriend. Yeah. Do you know what medical school is, Julia? They're like, go operate. This is someone's mother. Best of luck. But this seems like it's day one. Well, they aren't starting here either. Carlisle has been like training Edward for years and now he's like, you're ready for this. So, Vanessa, what's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is for Alice. Alice is learning something really, really traumatic about her human life, that she was basically kept in a dark cell her entire human life. My advice is for her to figure out a really good metaphor so she can talk about this in therapy without letting it slip that she's a vampire now. Because I understand that, like, probably it's really hard to talk about your problems when you're a vampire because you don't really want to talk about the fact that you are a vampire. But I think she needs to find a way because this is heavy. And I just don't think Jasper is, like, up to talking about it. (laughs) All he's going to do is try to make her feel better about it, which is, like, not actually the way to process something. And we know how uncomfortable he is with, like, women having difficult emotions. I just think that's really brilliant. This is um, kind of a theme throughout the whole series is that all of these people have been through immeasurable trauma, including Bella, and none of them can actually talk to anybody professional about it because it's too top secret that they're all vampires and that it's this whole supernatural thing. And Bella can't go to a therapist and say, oh, man, I'm having such a hard time because my boyfriend's a vampire, because that's just they'd be like, well, honey, we have a place for people like you, you know, so that's such a good piece of advice. I wonder 
if Alice should become like a therapist to the vampires. You know how it's like really hard for celebrities to like go to therapy and to like go to rehab because like people will find out. And so like celebrities have their own rehab centers. I just think that like vampires need their own therapist. And I think that Alice is like a really compassionate person. And so I think she should start the first vampire therapy practice. Unfortunately, she wouldn't be able to treat anyone in her family. But there are a lot of vampires all over the world who could probably really use her support. Or maybe Esme should do it because she doesn't seem to be doing anything all day. And possibly her vampire superpower is empathy. So she would be a really good therapist. Oh, that's really smart because like Alice really does have a lot to do with her claymation. She probably doesn't have time to take up a therapy practice. I've got just headcanon that Esme is very into architecture and interior design. You know, she's she is doing that like rich housewife work. She's making things beautiful all the time. <laughs> she just hit a million followers on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. So, Marin, I don't know if you've heard, but we have like a really big fictional budget to send Bella like whatever we want to send her in a care package. And so sky is the limit. What would you like to send Bella in her care package? All right. I had a, f- a couple of things I really want to give her. Something really awesome for Bella that I think would be useful for her is like some foam armor, a helmet, something like that. Oh, I would love her to have a helmet and like knee pads and like wrist guards and elbow pads. So much injury could be avoided if Bella was just always wearing foam. And I'd be a big fan of that. And then I was like, you know what, though? Practicality. She needs some like just really cozy pajamas for this recovery time. It's going to be rough. Absolutely. PJs are always a good idea. And that actually goes really well with what I want to put in Bella's care package. I am somebody who's had to recover from surgery several times in my life. And something that has really helped me are popsicles. They are delicious. And if you do like frozen fruit ones, they're like pretty healthy. And like sometimes you like don't want to just be like drinking a lot because then you have to get up and pee, which is hard when you've just like had a bad injury. And so it just like keeps you satiated And like, it doesn't make you nauseous because you're not eating like real food, but you're just like eating frozen strawberry popsicles. So for the invalid, Bella, wear some comfy PJs and I'm going to send you some organic strawberry popsicles. They're delicious. (laughs) Maybe we'll have Marin send two pairs of PJs because we know Bella's going to spill popsicle on the PJs. (laughs) I thought you were going to do a matching set for Bella and Edward. (laughs) oh yes four sets of pjs because they like to be matchy good point Mm, yep they love a matching outfit julia what would you like to put in the bella's care package i'm gonna send her a set of colored sharpies so that when she goes back to school all of her friends can sign her cast i thought that was really cool in elementary school and i never tragically broke a bone (laughs) so i'm just trying to live vicariously through bella that is so thoughtful What do you think is going to happen next chapter, Vanessa? I think it's going to be a news report on James. It's going to be like a a dog is going to find one of the burnt pieces of James and like bring it to its owner. And the owner is going to be like, oh, my God, this is a hand. And it's going to launch a murder investigation in Phoenix. And we're finally going to get the procedural 
that I've been wanting this whole time. <laughs> it's the end of the book. It better be coming. And then Charlie will come down from Forks to help investigate. And Charlisle will finally announce their love. Marin, thank you so, so much for being on our podcast and bringing joy and lightness. Everybody go check out Remember Twilight. Oh, thank you so much. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a family swap therapy session from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a beautiful vampire baby by beautiful baby Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I'm a full-grown human. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. And today we were lucky enough to be joined by Marin from Remember Twilight. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon because now we can do season two. Thank you so much. We'll start reading New Moon soon. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.